this week on Podcast 17. Let's talk about some TF2 updates, Calamity, and I have some administrative announcements. So keep it locked to Podcast 17. Live in a shoe. Happy birthday to you. You guys suck. Happy birthday to you. You don't ask people to sing you happy birthday. What? You don't ask people to sing you happy birthday. That just happens. I can because nobody sang me happy birthday yesterday. And yesterday was your birthday. Because people were busy, you know, enjoying the wedding and not worrying about your birthday. I know that's true. See, people in live stream are singing me happy birthday and you guys aren't. So, when we close the episode, I expect a better happy birthday song. Much better. You guys, throughout That's for the okay. next... I don't like, I don't know what you want from me. Did you hire me to, to sing songs, or did you hire me to make people angry? <laughs> well, I don't really think I've done either. So. Well, I think you've done one of those things. <laughs> Alright, listeners, welcome to episode 14081, May 31st of podcast 17 um today is kind of a small episode it's just me emmanuel and thomas that's okay though i like you guys yeah i feel it's mm. more of a close-knit episode such mm. a turn so why would you guys sing happy birthday i like i like you guys <laughs> well i mean yeah, at least you did it i didn't even think you yeah. guys were gonna do it <laughs> well it wasn't much of, of, a, of a song i have to say but you know there's always next time the words the words came out that's, that's what's important. And, they, and we meant them. Yes, exactly. Okay, so, um, moving right along to the episode, I mean, I guess we can just dive right in here. Podcast 17 News. Comments on the agendas. Now, we said this last week, but, okay, here's here's the truth, guys. I saw this on the Podcast 17 News, and I even wrote the agenda. I write all the agendas. I saw this last week on Podcast 17 News. I was like, what the hell am I talking about? comments on the agenda so i made up some shit last week about talking about on comments on the podcast 17 website yeah that wasn't really what i wanted to talk about so this is what i want to talk about the agendas on the half-life creation forms are open for discussion now we made it so that you can add comments and add things as you will so if you have something you want to talk about or have some sort of crazy news feature you can post a reply on the agendas on Half-Life Creations, where the little Podcast 17 form section is, you can go to www.podcast17.com, click the form link at the top, and then click the agenda subboard, and all the agendas are there. So you can, like, comment on them, and if you run a mod and you want us to talk about something and maybe it's not on the agenda yet, put the link there, because that's where we'll see it. Don't... I mean, you can email it to us as well. That works. Um, there's tons of ways to get us news, but... Uh, that's that's a good way because I check the agendas and when I update them I'll see your little post, so that's important. So we welcome your your constructive uh, criticism. Constructive criticism, right? Moving right along on the podcast seventeen <laughs> news, Thomas, you had a little announcement this week. You released something very special. Dude, you make it sound like I burped out a child. Well, last week we announced <laughs> that you were getting engaged, so that's really the only thing that would follow. Yeah, I suppose, <laughs> um, which it's not going to happen, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so Tom Templar episode one was released. Uh, more people need to watch it. 
you know who you are. But uh, what essentially Tom Templar is, it's a little mini-series that we're kind of piloting right now to see if the, the interest is there. Uh, it's a joint project between uh, Philip and myself, actually. We came up with the idea in a little Gmail talk conference that we had just randomly one day, and we were just bouncing off ideas. And we came up with this, hey, what would happen if we were to do like a modern-day but yet class detective serial uh, where one of us goes around and literally solves these mysteries related to the Half-Life universe. And we were like, oh yeah, that'd be kind of cool. But you know, which one, which one would we do first? And then uh, Philip came up with the idea, well, how about Steam IDs and selling Steam IDs? How about you look into that? And then I said, okay. So that video was actually shot in one sitting back to back in about a three hour span. And it we, I recorded about 22 minutes by myself. I didn't have anyone behind the camera. I literally had to do everything with the remote commander <laughs> and manually set up the camera. So it was. I had to figure out as many tips and tricks just to make it not look as incredibly low budget and single-handedly done as it really was. Uh, I bet but, you looked interesting lugging a camera around in the streets and crawling around on the ground by yourself. <laughs> yes. Uh, for those that don't know, this was not all done just around my house. Like I actually went out to the, the park in the neighborhood to get realistic-looking shots as opposed to just staying in my room or my house all day. So hopefully it worked. Um, I know that there was a few technical problems with uh, the microphone recordings. That's because I don't have a you know $110 microphone like William. So when it came down to recording the voiceovers, uh, I could only do so much in the way of quality. So if any of the live listeners want to start a Thomas Oxum microphone fund right next to don't. the annual hard drive fund. Yeah, then... don't bother. I've already tried. You know, we give to them every week and they give nothing back. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't even get your uh, you couldn't even get your hard drive from them. No, just a simple little hard drive. That's all I ask. Hmm. I'm sorry, but, uh, Manuel. Yeah, if the live listeners have any questions about it, you know, maybe you can save them for the question time later on. But yeah, when we call you. Know. Yeah, they can call me. They can talk to me. They can give me suggestions for what I should do for the next one. I am writing the script for the second one, but I'm waiting to see how well it's received because the second one is planned to be actually a lot larger budget with multiple actors. But I need the interest to be there if I'm going to rope these guys into doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were planning this for a long time. I remember hearing about it a long time time ago. I've just, I'm just, I was genuinely confused by it. I had to watch it twice. Confused how? Remember, you didn't understand the story, or you just didn't... no? I've just, I, I don't understand. I really do not understand British or, or Canadian. Oh, so. oh I see. I, I, but I remember, I remember. No, I, I enjoyed it, but I remember looking at the, uh, just watching the first part where you're running and laughing really hard. Because... That was the hardest part to do. Is like, I don't normally jog per se. I either sprint or run. So I was trying to do this fake jog, and it just wasn't working. Yeah, it's pretty funny watching anyone run, um, but uh, it, it was it was especially special watching you run. And uh, I have to say, what did the neighbors think of uh, of you running past the tripod camera over and over? Well, you see, I did it at the at about nine in the morning, so just after everyone had gone for work and no one was coming back because they forgot stuff at home. 
So I mm-hmm. had that perfect time window where like just about everything in the neighborhood was dead except for a few cars. Uh, and in that case, I was actually trying my best not to look like a nut and strategically placing my camera. The so, only- so when, when are you going to let me start in the podcast? I mean, uh, the, the show. Do you have a video camera? Yes. Then I will write you in. We'll talk about it. No, oh. I'm not going to. Crazy Spartan. Crazy Spartan yeah, in the show. Yeah, you. I can walk in as Leonidas and you know spear everyone. And... <laughs> but do I have to do any recording? Because I don't do any lowly recording stuff. I mean, I let I let peons worry about that. Beyond, thank you. Well, we'll have to we'll have to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving right along. I mean, I really liked it, and I can't wait till episode two. That's that's my reception, and my my word alone should inspire you to do a second episode. Well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> it takes a lot of time and effort. I know. I know. It's it's a lot of work. And, uh, I mean, we said it before. We went live, and I commend you for the amount of work you put into it because I, I know how much work that is, especially when you're doing it yourself. So very good job, Thomas. And Philip. I mean, Philip did some stuff. Oh, yeah, he did the, the voice acting that everyone absolutely adores. So <laughs> that alone, like, if you love Philip's voice, then you need to go watch it because he's such a... Such a suave character. Well, Philip is doing voice acting for um, oh, what's that mod coming out? Strider Mountain. Strider Mountain. He was in the demo, and in the videos. Yes. So that's cool. Philip likes doing voice acting. He sort of has that voice. Yep. I wish I had that voice. Anyway, all right. So moving right along, talking about Philip. Philip did email me, and uh, he is obviously the sole proprietor of planetphilip.com but most of you might not know that or some of you might not know that he also runs a little site called valvecommunity.net what valvecommunity.net does is he uh, he tries to post various websites every week so two to three websites maybe a little bit more maybe a little bit less he's been kind of easing off a little bit lately because he's been really busy so he emailed me asking me to mention that he's looking for at least one contributor to valvecommunity.net um, he's quoted saying, When I started the website project and planned to add one site per day, which seemed like a reasonable objective, um, he had other issues, and he could hardly add any new sites, mainly because he's so busy. He says he has a lot of faith in the concept still. He just doesn't want to drop it, um, which he's honestly consider- considered. But he doesn't want to want to pass it completely to somebody else. So what he wants is he's looking for somebody to add sites to the database on a daily basis. He says that it takes about 20 minutes a day. Um, You'll need an application to edit images, a good level of English and enthusiasm. He'll teach them exactly what they need to do and uh, how to add sites and anything else they need to know. So he ideally is looking for somebody who's interested in helping promoting other sites and and obviously Valve Community. Um, But obviously um, that's not a requirement, but... The enthusiasm needs to be there. So if anybody's interested, anybody interested updating ValveCommunity.net, adding new sites to the ever-growing list, it's a huge list. It's a really good, really, really, really good um, resource for the Half-Life community. If anybody wants to add any sites to that, email PlanetPhilip, that's with two L's, P-L-A-N-E-T-P-H-I-L-L-I-P, at gmail.com, PlanetPhilip at gmail.com. And uh, submit your application, and you guys can get that rolling. Because uh, I I like Valve Communion. I don't want to go anywhere. Oh. But no, he needs help. I don't help. want to go anywhere either. So if you are in the community, 
and you like updating sites or adding sites to a list, then contact him. And once again, talking about Philip, on Planet Philip, I think, I think it's on Planet Philip, he has a poll going on. And <laughs> I didn't know he was going to post polls about Podcast 17. But he has a poll going on asking if Podcast 17 should be split up. Or no, it's not on Planet Philip. Where's this poll? It's on Half-Life Creations uh, under the Podcast 17 section. And it was also posted in the uh, live stream chat. Oh, okay. All right. So there's a poll on Half-Life Creations. Sorry. Sorry, Philip. Um, in the Podcast 17 section. In the forums, I guess. Okay, that's where I got confused. On the forums. And it's asking if uh, if Podcast 17 should be split up into sort of sections. Um, sort of like a Left for Dead section, a TF2 section... Like, separate downloads. We're not talking separate sections, just talking about it like we normally do, but separate downloads as well, separate posts, separate everything. So, this is sort of me starting yeah. off in a new direction. And I like this idea, and this is an idea I've been wanting to do for a long, long, long time. But in order to start this off right, I think what I want to do is I want to announce we're looking for um, a group of maybe two people two people that preferably know each other that want to kick off a TF2 podcast under the Podcast 17 heading. Why are you sighing? Why are you sighing? Because I can't convey a facepalm over audio. <laughs> Why? Why don't you like this idea? Because it's a bad idea. Well, I, I want to have... This is a good idea. Okay, I... explain to me why you think it's a good idea. Sure. Uh, this is podcast, which... 17 which is solely designed to cover the Half-Life universe. Can Team I, can Fortress I... 2... No, shut up. <laughs> Team Fortress 2 and Left 4 Dead do not, I repeat, mm -hmm. do not fall in the mm -hmm. Half-Life 2 or Half-Life universe. Yes. Therefore, mm -hmm. they would benefit more and more screen time and more dedication. Like, if you had a, a podcast about Valve games, for example, then you'd be able to go way more in-depth on these things than we can. Because, quite frankly, we just give the maps an honorable mention, then we move on. We don't talk anything past that. So we really mm -hmm. don't even do the stuff that we cover justice because we don't That's put it in I the context feel. for the listeners. That's okay, well, first of all, um, you're not the only site to have this problem. There's, we've had, first of all, Planet Half-Life has had a huge amount of trouble with it, especially with IGN kicking us in the ass every time we post Left 4 Dead news saying, you're Planet <laughs> Half-Life, not Planet Left 4 Dead. But... <laughs> Everyone, everyone doesn't. No one cares. I mean, all the people who play Left 4 Dead, majority of them came from Half Life, and they're just Valve fans. It's just the way it is. So Half Life is just a, a moniker for, for really Valve. So no one really cares. Just because the name says Podcast 17 doesn't mean we can't comment on Left 4 Dead and TF2. No, I agree. Okay, I agree. And we'll still cover Le uh, TF2 updates. But what I'm talking about is more of on a grand scheme of things. If um, the podcast is already getting rather long. And people don't want to sit through a podcast full of, say, Left 4 Dead talk, um, TF2 talk, when it doesn't really relate to what they play. There's a lot of people out there who don't play TF2, a lot of people who don't play Left 4 Dead, and they just want to hear about Half-Life, which is fine. And I want to give them that option to sort of subscribe to their own likes and dislikes. So what I'm saying, and I'm not saying just list off just list off the TF2 updates in this so-called new TF2 cast. I'm saying if there are dedicated people out there who are in the TF2 community that, say, follow maybe league matches 
all the updates, some new maps that can make sort of a full podcast out of it. We are looking for you. And if you can do that, we will provide you with all the resources, everything you need in order to get this on. And it will be under the podcast 17 heading. We will post. Let me. Yeah. Let let, let me offer an an alternative that I think would, would solve the problem and actually be better than just handing off a show to two people. Have the two people come on for the TF2 section of the podcast and then start breaking out the podcast into sections, multiple downloads. But that's what, one that's essentially podcast. would be the first step. That would be the first okay. step, yes. That should be the only one, I think. Because it, you, should have the, you should have Podcast 17, okay? And then you can have the one big download for the people who aren't retarded, which will be everyone. <laughs> and then for everyone else, we can have, we will break it into the Left 4 Dead section, the Miscellaneous section, the TF2 section, and the Half-Life section. That's and, essentially and it, right. It's just, but, the, but it's still gonna be one long podcast. It'll just be portioned out. Mm-hmm. And that's what Philip's suggesting. I think that that's a really good first step. And if it goes really well, then we'll just stick to that. I think it, I think it, that would roll out real well. But when, when, it, when Thomas when it comes said, down to it, what's that? When it comes down to it, you worked really hard for this podcast. You shouldn't have to, put, you know, break it down into multiple podcasts and you know segregate the listeners. I, I think that's a bad idea. No, I agree. The live stream will still be a continuous cast, especially the live stream, because the live stream listeners can tune in whenever and tune out whenever they want. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but when Thomas said we don't do things justice, I, I really do agree with him, because I don't, I'm not that into TF2. The three of us are not that into TF2, and it's a big part of the Valve community. Same with Left 4 Dead. I put all these maps on the Left 4 Dead list, and most of the time (laughs) I don't get to them. And I feel bad, because Left 4 Dead is a good game, and we're not doing it justice to the people who really enjoy Left 4 Dead and custom uh, content. I hate to say it, TF2 is pretty finite. I mean, you can can go ahead and and cover the competitive aspect of it, but like someone said in in the live stream, no one really cares about the... The, the competitive part and if they do then they just go to the website and, and check out the, the written news about it mm-hmm. I, TF2 is you get custom maps and that's it Half-Life 2 on the other hand you get these long winded mods and, and custom maps and you, then you have Half-Life 2 single player then multiplayer and then you have the old Half-Lives and you have opposing course and blue shift I mean there's a lot there to cover whereas TF2 is just kind of well a new custom map came out you know, it was pretty nice well, no one's saying that the TF2 section has to be as long as the uh, the whole podcast. No, I mean, it could be five minutes, really. Okay. And as long as it does okay. proper justice, and there's somebody there who's dedicated to that sort of community. Yeah. And I want to... I, I really do like the idea of having separate downloads. I do like that idea because people... Even myself, I mean, if I was listening to a Half-Life podcast and if I wasn't into Left 4 Dead, I don't want to hear about the Left 4 Dead every uh, Left 4 Dead maps every week, which is what we're gonna get to. But um, I, I would like to sort of unsubscribe to that, or I mean, ideally, if it'd be nice to have a full download and you can like uncheck what you want and it sort of makes it yourself. But that's futuristic okay, technology. You know, that, that's fine. I mean, I, I think we've or always needed an excuse to, you know postpone the podcast another three or four days as, as it is <laughs> no so, I, I really don't think that would postpone it not it's from gonna, a it's gonna be a nightmare to edit and get uploaded and everything but you know that's not that's not for the listeners to worry about i say i say go for it if you do it with the under the impression that we're doing the regular podcasts just portion and portioning it out for uh for people who want to you know do that and i but honestly i think that when we when the podcast uh, stops sucking and we and we do a better job, I think people will <laughs> enjoy it so much that they won't want to portion it out and eat what they want. You know, yeah. that's true. That's that's kind of the way I view it, and 
perhaps we can close on this is that it's like William, when you go to like a wedding or something, you got this huge buffet of food, this huge line of food, and all of a sudden there's this big bowl of fruit salad, and it looks really, really, really good, and you just want to take you know three helpings of this awesome fruit salad, right? But all of a sudden you're just about to put the scoop in, and you see bananas, and you're like, oh, now I've got to pick out all the bananas, or you can have a or, or, you know what you're going to do is you're going to put the spoon down. You're going to move on to that little fruit tray that's right beside it and pick out your slices of cantaloupe and a few strawberries and a few grapes. And you're like, okay, this is what I want. And you're going to go sit down. And you're not going to want to go to the big fruit salad. And then if you do go to the big fruit salad, you're going to be picking out all the stuff that you don't want to listen to. Left for dead. If, if, <laughs> if, if Podcast 17 was a buffet and, and there's like little individual foods, I think I think people would walk up to the buffet get so angry they would just flip the table over and punch the chef in the face i don't think i don't think yeah, the analogy would work because of that but but I, I will say that i'm against the idea but i'm you know i support william and whatever he does even though he's wrong a lot of the time you know it's he's he's done so much work for the podcast you know someone like me can never ever well i'm just gonna let the listeners know i think what we're gonna start off with is this whole segmented thing um, we're going to probably, just to let you guys know, for next week, we're probably going to move Left Dread to the end of the podcast, and we're going to have it, we're still going to do the full podcast recording, it'll be one big long thing for all the live listeners, you can download the one big live thing if you want, but we're all co- also going to have the separate section, so if you just want to listen to Half-Life, you can download just that MP3, if you want to listen to just Left 4 Dead, you can download just that MP3, and also the interview will be separate as well for anybody who wants to maybe link to the interview. Um, so that's going to be the first step. We're just going to cut it up, and that's no big deal. That's really easy to do, and it won't change the format or anything. But I'm just saying to the listeners, be aware in this sort of the new direction that Podcast 17 is going to be rolling in a little bit. Mm. So so that's that. I mean, like I said, this is the administrative episodes. That's that's what I wanted to talk about. And uh, let's move on to actual content. Woohoo! Now we can actually talk about news. Whoa, 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 whoa. What about, what about my section? Oh, apology section. Okay, sorry. Apology section. Go okay. for it. This week, I would, I would like to apologize to, to the Action Half-Life 2 team for berating them endlessly and, and telling them that it was never going to come out and that they're wrong and that there's Aww. no hope for them and that they should just kill themselves. You know, I really, I really, I, I was just doing it out of, you know, just, just friendly, friendly, just friendly love taps. That's all it was. So, I'm glad they released. And uh, and uh, I hope that there's a pirate model. <laughs> this that's... redeemer guy is really flaming on you in the live stream. I think he's jealous. I turned him <laughs> and and uh, I'm also gonna apologize for the for the anger I'm gonna generate in about 25 minutes when we talk about natural selection too. Is that even on the list? Did somebody add that? No, but it's gonna come up. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right, so let's move on to Straight From Mouth of Valve. Thomas, how about you take us through these two news posts? Yep, I actually wanted to do these because my opinion on TF2 has changed slightly somewhat, but not in the way that some people will probably hope for. But moving along to the updates first, uh, there is really two TF2 updates. One is just a general bug fix. Uh, it has to do with some of the unlocks, I guess. They weren't the ambassador for the, the unlock for the spy. Uh, now does full critical hits on headshots as opposed to mini crits, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> um, the dead ringer now fully drains the cloak meter, and there's a whole bunch of little just uh, tweaks, you could say. Uh, a lot of them being server-side. Not too much that the player's going to notice unless you were purposely trying to exploit them, so 
if you're just a regular gamer like myself, chances are you won't really care too much. Uh, the second update is they've added milestones to the Sniper and Spy achievements as an additional way to unlock the uh, new weapons, which is good because I found finding the weapons, air quotes, uh, randomly was just really weird. I think it would, they, what they were trying to do is encourage me to play the class more, but it didn't really work out that way. If I want the achievements, I would I prefer to work for them, you know? Sort of like uh, and then there's a whole bunch of uh, fixes there about um, I guess there was a telefragged issue when a uh, spy was standing on an enemy teleporter and stuff like that. That would have been fun to see. Um, yeah, and they fixed a whole bunch of other issues. Like they had a one bug, and I remember this one, where the uh, the spy's ambassador wasn't doing damage to buildings at all. So they had to fix that. That all being said, though, last week, uh, Dan or Ackart, the developer for Ragnarok Arena and Paradigm Shift, and then Rain and James, the developer for Cry of Fear, the four of us had like this pretty long and wicked Team Fortress 2 sec session that lasted about five or six hours. And it was a lot of fun. And the only reason I say it was a lot of fun is because I was playing it with friends. Uh, I went to play it later that night on my own, and I did not. I still didn't find it fun because I was competing against people that were, you know, playing a particular class solely to unlock it. Whereas when we were playing as a little group, uh, we would actually coordinate to, you know, win and play the game properly. Although there was one instance where all four of us went engineer on two fort, and there's screenshots up on Half Life Creations under the off-topic section of these, and I'll post those in chat later. Uh, yeah, we just would be in huge douches. <laughs> That's like any so, game, though. You always have more fun when you play with actual friends. Mm -hmm. It's like the whole... We talk about that all the time. Oh, oh. My, uh, my friends will disagree with you on that. Oh, because nobody likes playing with you, actually. Yeah. I, I can attest to that. I, I would play more games if I didn't have to play with myself. <laughs> Dude, you always play with yourself. <laughs> you are sort it's of a pain in the ass. It's funny you say that, because... Um... <laughs> can, you, can you edit out that awkward silence? The, uh, please mm. <laughs> all right just, well Thomas, or, or I, we, can we, what's that can we, can we start um throwing in keyboard cats in the middle of the podcast <laughs> maybe maybe if i have enough motivation to do that during the editing because editing just takes I, the life out of me every monday i think i think that would add a level of uh depth to the podcast that we need <laughs> but thomas i think your your comments are warranted much more sort of neutral comments this week on TF2, but it's true. Um, and I'm glad the milestones are back, too. I was hoping they would bring back, you know, unlocking things through achievements. Because Am I am I the only one who doesn't know what milestones are? Ex exactly what I just said, unlocking things through achievements. So, um, yeah, you complete ten achievements, you get an unlock. Yeah, <laughs> but wasn't that always there? Uh, it was, but when they released the Sniper and Spy updates, they didn't have the milestones yet. Right. What? So how did people get all this stuff? Randomly. Randomly. That's stupid. You could play and spectate, like, and you would get the unlocks randomly. Yes, huh. in other words, it's like, oh, I'm going to go to work, I'm going to spectate a server, and when I come back, I'm going to have all the achievements for that class. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. So that's why they, they added milestones back. All right, so moving right along, Left 4 Dead section. Um, we're going to blast through this because, once again, I didn't get any time to play Left 4 Dead maps. I would have really liked to play some of these, though. 
Um, topping off the list is Nock der Unten. Did I pronounce that right? Does anybody should, German? Should, do, do, you want me to, do you want me to say it? Corey? Yes. Nacht der Untentan. Oh, very nice. Untan? Okay, no, cool. it's Untertan. Don't. <laughs> Alright, so right. what this is, is I actually recognize this. If anybody's played Call of Duty 5, the, the zombie Here. co-op of Call of Duty 5, somebody recreated that map for Left 4 Dead. So you can play the Nazi zombie map in Left 4 Dead. The sort of, oh, you're barricaded cool. in... Yeah. Great. So, so you, you don't can... have to buy Call of Duty Five now. <laughs> yeah. This is this is great. I, I love this level of depth. Now now you can play the copy of a mod in the original mod. That's good. Yeah. I agree. I mean game, not mod. <laughs> so that's that. Um, if you're a fan of the Call of Duty, I actually like the Call of Duty Barricade map. I had fun playing Nazi zombies, but it's yeah, not as good as Yeah, that was the map. only good part of that game. I agree. Not that you actually bought it and played it online, but if you had, I'm sure you would have liked it. Hey, I buy every game I own. Sure. Yep. You do not, but we're not going to get into that. <laughs> anyway, moving right along to Checkpoint. <laughs> um, Checkpoint looks pretty basic. It looks like just no, an alleyway. Really? It looks really good? What are you talking about? It looks good, but I mean, there's just three screenshots here, and I can't, you know, sort of... I can't stress you it. didn't play it. Shut up. No, I didn't play just it. talk Shut about it. It's only 903 uh, kilobytes. It can't be that big. If it's a survival map, who cares? It's got to be broken. 903 kilobytes, you can't make a map that small, I don't think. <laughs> no, it's... Like, it's, it's one texture's bigger than that. <laughs> yeah, but you, it, there's no textures in it. It just utilizes all the Left 4 Dead textures. Yeah. But anyway, That's it looks interesting. It looks like a survival alleyway map. That's how I would sort of explain it. Next on the list is... um. Desert store, deserted, deserted. Excuse me, deserted storage. And this map looks bad. It looks like just a block map. Um, you can download it if you really like downloading Left 4 Dead maps. I mm. would, I would probably say this should be at the bottom of your list for this week. Um, next on the list is Law Office version two. Um, I think I've played Law Office version one because I recognize some of these. Oh no, these are pictures from Law Office version one. See this. Sometimes this website... Oh, the version 2 is at the end, I guess. Anyway, Law Office was updated. Um, you can download the newest one. You're trapped in an office. It's, uh, it's a campaign map, not a survival map. If you get to point A to point B. So if you like those types of maps, check that out. Um, Death Bowl was also released. Oh my god, this is 531 kilobits. It's even they small. must have a busted system or something. It maybe, looks, maybe they're just linking directly to the torn file or oh, something. Oh, Death Bowl. We talked about Death Bowl last week. Sorry. That was that uh, bowling alley map. Um, and then lastly, on the list, Unsafe Room. This I looked really forward to. I wanted to play Unsafe Room. Um, it looks like it's another alleyway sort of map, but um, it's it's a little bit more close combat. You have a lot of areas where in which you can bunker up in sort of corners. Um, there is a minigun, and I love miniguns. <laughs> I have to admit to that. This one looks cool. I think if I had to pick, I would pick this one for the whole week. So. You know, I would, I would have loved to play these, but, you know. What happened to your computer, by the way? People don't know this. Yeah, so apparently um, when you buy a video card, what you're doing is you're leasing it temporarily until you can replace it two months later under an RMA <laughs> by paying the company to, to ship it back to you. I am 
livid about it. And I've always been a proponent of ATI, but you know, of course, it blows up. It's Sapphire, really. I'm I'm never gonna buy a Sapphire again because two months is not. Is not I can't believe you bought an ATI. No, ATI is very good. I love ATI. Their it, customer service is balls, though. Oh come on! Don't say that. Yeah, their, I will say that. Their technology is 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 fantastic. Think, okay, think back to the best video card ever made, and I guarantee it's either going to be the 9700 Pro or the 9600 XT. Nope. Nope. Yes. Can't. The 9600 XT it was was so much bang for the buck. It was you were actually. Getting, you were getting like a $400 video card for 150 bucks, and I still have one running to this day. It's old, and it still works. I remember the I, card I went to after my 9600 or my 9800, I can't remember, was a GeForce 4. And it overheated and pretty much smoked out of my computer. And I was like, wow, there's a huge difference between ATI and NVIDIA. But now NVIDIA is yeah. sort of taking the stage. Yeah, they've, uh, they've had the stage for the last year and a half. I would agree with that, NVIDIA, yes. Well, they, they've been, well, here's the thing. They've been the very fastest at the very end. But when we say fastest, we're talking about minute performance differences. Whereas ATI has always been better bang for the buck and you're getting pretty good performance anyways. And if you really want, you, you're actually better off SLIing um, or cross-firing two cards from ATI than getting the big, big, big uh, NVIDIA card to begin with. So, mm -hmm. And I love ATI. They're just, they, they've, they've always treated me properly. All my cards have been ATIs. And... Well, consider yourself lucky. I had a very bad experience with them when I bought one of their 9800s. Because it didn't work, and they demanded that I tested it in, in, I, in an identical PC before they were going to honor my warranty. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. I oh, that yeah. The, to a friend. I guess so. I get on the phone with the guy, right? And he and he tells me because you know it's their tech support. They're trying to make sure that you're not just you know you didn't get mashed potatoes on the card, and now it's not working. So they're just running you through all the steps. So he's telling me, so uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, open up the side of the case, make sure nothing's going on. And of course, you know, I had spent three weeks on it, making sure it was working. So he's like, so he tells me, so what operating system are you running? And I say, well, I, I'm running on XP, but I was running on Windows 7 and then Vista before that, and then uh, 2000 before that to make sure it was working. And I went on for two hours with the guy who was just miserable. Yeah, but the, so you, you, I, I do have a couple of people who work, uh, that I know who work in tech support, and they have to follow the script. They don't like to. They absolutely have to. Yeah. So, well, it sucks. so if you've got an extra uh, PCI Express video card laying around... Email me at email3b at gmail.com or a hard drive. I can use that too. Actually, I can use a sound card too now, don't I? Couldn't I? And yeah. and Thomas can use a microphone. Yeah. Yep. We, don't, we don't. We don't want expensive stuff. We just you know need stuff that works. <laughs> I could send you a video card, Emmanuel, but guess what? It would be an Nvidia. Uh, I'm good. I'd rather not have a computer. Okay. <laughs> Your choice. <laughs> all right, moving right along to the release list. A lot of Planet Philip releases. Actually, all the release list. Oh, no, wait, there's a new one. Um, I forgot to mention. I forgot it. Sorry. Um, we'll get to it in a little bit, though. First on the Planet Philip release list is Little Escape, Posing Force. Um, I wanted to play this, but it looked all right. It looked really small. Um, Philip gave it a 3 out of 5. He said, there's not really much to this, but what there is is quite good. If you like Opposing Force, then you'll probably enjoy this, but I can't recommend it that much. Really, really short review from him. Um, he likes pulling out these Opposing Force maps now. I mean, we keep talking about Opposing Force maps from Planet Philip. I like looking at them. I like seeing them. Um, next on the list is Independence. Okay, so I played this. Did anybody else play Independence? No, I played Calamity instead. Okay, yeah. Calamity's Clem is good, but we'll get to that. Um, Independence is, is um, 
an unreleased mod that was in production and then they sort of stopped production as most mods do and released, you know, the content that they were working on. Um, basically what it is, is it's an outdoor environment. The story is, um, you have to go invade this combine building, blah, 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 you know, usual story. Um, but you're outdoors and it's sort of a long, long, narrow map. And each section is, I mean, the, the outdoor area is section sectionalized. So you have to like kill a whole bunch of things and you can get into the next section. It's almost like a mini arena. I actually had a really, really, really good time playing this. And uh, Philip gave it a uh, three out of five, which is, which I think is a fair, fair, fair score. Um, because it doesn't look visually, it doesn't look good visually, but it was a lot of fun to play. Um, I, I especially enjoyed rocking um, combines with my rockets because you get tons of them. So that's that. If you enjoy single player maps, download that. I would give it a give it a go. Um, next on the list, yes, Emmanuel, you are laughing. Uh. The, it's your your mic broke out, but um, broke up, and it was it, it, right as you started. It was perfectly crystal clear, clear, and then it got terrible, and then you couldn't understand a thing. And then as soon as you finished, it went right back to being crystal clear. I like yep. this new system we've got here. This this is good. Yeah, it's like I'm going to talk about this, and it was. <laughs> and anyways, on to the next that was topic. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it was perfectly timed. Well, I'm sure it was all recorded fine, so. The live stream got it, but the uh, the recorded won't. So. Oh, okay, good. Next on the list is uh, facility for Half Life. Didn't get to play this either. Um, Philip gave it a five out of five. Play it, he said. Hopefully, the first of many. He's very excited about this map. Um, I would download it if you like Half Life One maps. Black Mesa facility, um, fighting zombies. Looks like a lot of crowbar action. If you like that sort of stuff, very beautiful mapping. Um, it looks like. You know, it looks like the good old days to me when people were releasing some really, really nice Half-Life maps. So download that. Um, give it a shot. Next on the list is a map called Rodeon. Um, and this is actually an acronym for for a much, much longer name. Um, and it's absolutely horrible. Philip gave it a 1 out of 5. I... Okay, Nick and I actually played this map co-op, and it's a single-player map. We loaded it up in Synergy. We played it together, and we were laughing the entire way through. Not laughing at the map, but laughing at some of the uh, instances that it brought us to, and sort of some of the weird, weird scenarios. If I would suggest loading it up in Synergy. If you have a friend, play it there, but otherwise don't play it. So, that's that. Now let's move on to Calamity. Thomas, how about you start us off? Alright, I have to say that this is probably one of the better uh, Half-Life 2 single-player experiences I've had probably this year. I think we can safely say this year. And yeah. only because I you know, I just start to play it, and all of a sudden, uh, the, spoiler alert by the way, spoiler alert, uh, you see the test chamber from the very first game, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is different, you know, I don't, I don't see this in Source, like, ever. So that happens, and there's a few other little kind of like little flashbacks or teleports. It's hard to tell what exactly is going on. Lots of recreated scenes from Half-Life One, and then boom, I'm dropped into a town, and I'm I'm like, okay, that was kind of different. And then you do a little bit of walking. It's you know pretty quiet. Um, you you come up to this uh, building, and by the way, everything looks really professionally done. Like this is Valve quality stuff we're looking at. Definitely. And I turn on a radio in this one building I walk into 
And this is the one thing that probably really annoys me about this little, you can call it a mod because it's a little bit more than a map. And oh, yeah, you're mod. listening to this guy on the radio. I think he's talking about the seven hour war. But the thing that really pisses me off is he goes on forever and I can't leave until he's finished. <laughs> and I don't mind listening to audio in a game, like if you want to give me some background information, but I really, really praise the games that allow me to listen to it while I'm going through the game because I really don't like being cooped up listening to an MP3 that's not vital. Like if, if I'm talking to a character, if a character is talking to me, like if there's some interaction going on, that's fine. But I don't usually stop by a radio during a game, listen to it, and then move on. That being said... Uh, those little radio instances were the only thing that held it back from getting a perfect rating from myself. The action, absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. Like it's just such a, a rail shooter. I don't. Re- there's not too many puzzles per se. I just get to go through, kill stuff, at a very fast rate. Like I, I can go through about the first 30 minutes or 45 minutes, like just bang. You know, it's just a very, very, very quick action. And it was a nice change from action puzzle, action puzzle. This was just straight action, and it was, yeah, it was very refreshing. Now, um, I'm going to warn all the listeners out there, if you haven't played Calamity Fuse, skip ahead in the podcast, because spoiler alerts, I, there's a couple things that I want to talk about that I think are worth mentioning of this mod, and unfortunately they do spoil what's going on. Um, so I apologize for that, but... Calamity Fuse, or Calamity, I see Calamity Fuse. Calamity is easily, easily one of the best single-player mods of this year for me. Um, one of the best single-player mods for in a couple years for Half-Life 2 for me. It was so fun, and the beauty of it is that it's only five maps, but I guarantee, I guarantee this will take you hours to beat. Five maps, hours to beat, that's a well-made mod, let's put it that way. I mean, think about Half-Life 2, think about Episode 1, think about Episode 2. Those maps were long. There was a lot of piggybacking on itself. There was a lot of sort of build-up in each map, and this mod sort of mimics that. And each map has its own sort of theme. At the very beginning, you're sort of um, you sort of like, oh, what's going on? You have to fight with some rebels. Then you get to some train stations. Then you get to some other areas. Then you're totally in a different citadel. It really follows the whole Valve cake batter mix <laughs> the the proper way to make a mod slash game and i love that now the beauty that I, the the number one thing that i loved and thomas touched on this a little bit before was when you start the mod you're not quite sure what's going on um because the mod starts right before unforeseen consequences in Half-Life 1. So when the particle analyzer is exploding and you're like, oh, I've seen this before in Half-Life 1, then you get teleported with all the alien grunts around you, just like in Half-Life 1. He pretty much recreated that, or he pulled it from Half-Life Source. Um, And then you start Calamity. And you're like, okay, well, I just saw the the beginning part of Half-Life 1, but now I'm in the seven-hour war. Because you get to this radio, the guy's talking in your ear, Blah, 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 this is happening, this is happening. The Rebels are trying to beat out all these Combine that have mysteriously appeared. You make it through the mod, you get to the end, and you get teleported back to Half-Life 1 at the very beginning when the Particle Analyzer is exploding. So the idea of this mod is 
It happens in that short period when you black out at the beginning of Half-Life 1. And the actual time frame that it takes place in is right before Half-Life 2 when the Combine has, have taken over a lot of the different cities and established a lot of different um, areas of interest. So it's a really, really interesting concept, and I loved that about the mod. And most importantly, I loved the idea of these um, sort of subtle messages throughout the mod. When you're playing, when you're playing, you get these decals on the wall. They're almost written in red paint or red blood about what you have to do next. And they're these messages left over by the rebel forces telling you what you got to do next. And you're not sure what they mean because they're very, very, very very explicit instructions of what you need to do and you're like well why am i doing that that doesn't make much sense but it all comes together in the end and it's so perfect because then you realize oh that's that's why i had to do that it all makes sense and that is proper storytelling telling the story without giving too much away and then making it all tie in in the end this mod has that and this mod gives that feel and that final you know push at the end that final climactic ending and the ending of this mod was enthralling and it oh my god i i was just talking to nick during this i was like this is the most action i've ever had in any mod fighting that those last moments was so exciting for me now before we get too deep into this i, I guess i already got a little bit too deep into it uh, before i even played this i noticed that there was a key binding issue and i turned to nick and i said mm. okay immediately i said immediately this mod does not deserve a hall of fame because it has a key binding issue. And I don't care how good it is, but because there's key binding issues, I would never Hall of Fame this. And I completely take that back. This mod deserves every single bit of Hall of Fame titling. Even though it has key binding issues, you can get through that. That's fine. I think with proper beta testing, they could have got around that. But I 100% agree that this mod is Hall of Fame worthy. And I believe it is... Easily one of the best single-player mods you will see this year. And that is, that is the end of my rant. I really want to play it. I am <laughs> genuinely disappointed that I can't. <laughs> so Calamity is the talk for this week. And I think Thomas would agree with me. Absolutely. Yep. Um, moving on, though. Uh, Thomas, do you have anything to add? Sorry, I know I took a, uh, a lot. No, I think that was it. Like, the keybinding issue... Yeah, it was kind of annoying. I was like, wait, 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 why can't I jump? And then I just went in and uh, changed it. That being said, not everyone is that smart to do it. And I'm going to put one of my beta testers under the spotlight for because when we were releasing a build of uh, uh, Heart of Evil Napalm Edition, one of our beta testers came back with this huge list of bugs. And he's like, I can't jump. I can't do this. And it turns out that uh, Alex, the one that had released the build, had a different set of uh, keybinds. Didn't tell anyone, and he wasn't smart enough to check the keybinds because, you know, it just didn't register to him. Why can't I jump? I, and then, like, we checked the keybinds, right? He didn't, and he wrote up this huge bug list about possibilities about why he couldn't jump on the code. And it was like, no, 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 you just, you just forgot the keybinds, dude. Relax. <laughs> there is a quick fix for Calamity though um, that Andy B posted on Planet Philip, and the fix is if you're sort of if you know what's going on if you can browse your directories properly and you're comfortable doing this open up your chapter1.cfg file before you even play the mod when you download it if you haven't downloaded it yet I guarantee my, my spiel has convinced you 
download it, install it, open up the CFG folder within the mod directory, open up chapter1.cfg, remove everything except for the original, the, the very starting map command. And the very starting map command will, you know, sort of start the mod rolling. But remove all the, all the sort of key bindings in there. Because what that does is that overwrites um, your own config key bindings when you start chapter 1. Now after chapter 1, if you haven't done that, after chapter 1, um, that won't happen again. If you redo your key bindings again, it won't re-trigger that sort of thing. But before you even play the mod, remove everything except for that original map command. So. Yep, or you just don't ship it with a CFG file and let it use the original Half-Life 2 one since nothing changes. Because mm -hmm. if it's not there, as Nick is saying in chat, it'll just draw the original Half-Life 2 one and there's no problem. So if you don't have any uh, extra keybinds, like if you're not using like an inventory system and the controls are the same, don't put in a config file. Okay, people aren't understanding, so I'll go through real slow. Because it's, it's interesting, because there's a lot of mods that have keybinding issues. When you start a single-player mod, and you say, play, you know, new game, right? And you say, I want to start Chapter 1. Then, what it does is it executes a config file called Chapter1.cfg. And inside that config file, there's supposed to be a single line that says map, then the map name, that executes the map that Chapter 1 should start. Now, unfortunately, also in this config file, they added all the key bindings. So whenever you start chapter one, it replaces all your key bindings in the config.cfg file where all your key bindings are. So if you remove all those key bindings in the chapter one.config file, <clears throat> it won't replace your key bindings in the config.config file. So that's, that's how the fix works. That's the solution. So. Okay, I think we've addressed that yes. enough. <laughs> All right, two more things on the release list, and first is Wasteland. Unfortunately, this link isn't working on um, <coughs> on FPS Banana anymore. We will find a new link, but it's definitely worth a ta talk. Nick and I played this co-op as well. It's a single-player map, but you can load it up into Synergy if you want. What Wasteland is does is uh, it takes the original concept art of Half-Life 2, and Emmanuel, you'll love this. Um, it takes the original concept art of Half-Life 2, and somebody created a map out of that. So it was sort of their own interpretation of the early, early art of Half-Life 2. And all it is is just a walkthrough map. You're walking through this wasteland. It's a train station. You have to get to the end, and you have to get on the train. There's no shooting, no action. But it's, a, it's an awesome depiction of what somebody thought the concept art could, could sort of conclude to. And I really enjoyed it. It looks beautiful, too. I, beautiful. Want, I wanted to try it out up until you said tram. What's that? I wanted to try it out up until you said tram. No, I don't want to. No, well, there, there's a train. You have to get to the train. That's it. Nope. <clears throat> nope. I don't you're care. You're not riding any train. I hate trains. Why would I? <laughs> why would I play a mod where the objective is to get on one? <laughs> oh. oh. No, but no I like audio? the idea. I love. I, I love this stuff where people get creative and they do their own interpretations of, you know, what what uh, well, just original ideas. I just I like that. So. As soon as my computer works, then I'll be all over that. Okay, that's good. <clears throat> you can just keep adding all these, adding all these things to your list of things to <laughs> play when you. Actually, I've already back. got a bookmark folder of stuff I have to play as soon as I get get it back. Oh, good. Yeah. All right, so last on the uh, release list, and Emmanuel, I think, I think you should talk about what was released this week. You've already kind of mentioned it in your apology section. Uh, Action Half Life Two. Yes. I almost forgot about it. 
Um, actually, Half Life Two was released. Woo! It's been it, I don't know how many months it took, but you know, congrats to the guys. Um, I'm looking forward to playing that too. Like I said, as soon as I get my computer. But um, it looks like they've done a full release, and it it'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. So I haven't be sure played to it yet. Download it. Yeah, be sure to download it and get on it because you know it's it's important to. Uh, to, to make sure that we have enough people playing or else it's just going to be you running around in a uh, server. So Exactly. Um, <laughs> I I haven't played Action Half-Life 2 yet, but if it's anything like what we beta tested, and I'm sure it's sort of a, a better version of that, um, I suggest everybody to download this. I love their download site. It just says, you need this. Server admins need this. <laughs> and it's just <laughs> the download links. <laughs> I like sort of the well, uh, the comedy in half, Action Half-Life. If if you are uh, listening to the live podcast, then you will be playing it with us in the after stream play. Is that so. where we're playing this week? Yeah. Okay. Um, oh yeah, that's another thing. Tordy is saying you need one three three point seven megabits of space to install Action Half Life Two. That's that's good. That's that really is good. good. I like that. That's a good. That's a good touch. I wonder how much padding they had to add to that. We so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably like there's probably 60 megabytes of just lesbian porn, megabits. which is okay. Megabytes, megabytes, or something like that. Anyway, either yeah. way, they made it one well, three three seven, which is can, funny. Can we can, can we do the intro to this week's uh, podcast? The uh, the our interpretation of the sauce of death trailer. Sure. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> so anyway, download Action Half Life Two. Definitely one of the bigger releases this week, next to Calamity. Um, unfortunately, I haven't played it yet, but we'll play. We'll play Action Half Life Two in the uh, post game session. So all the live stream listeners, stay around for that because that should be fun. All right, Media Blitz. Who wants to do Media Blitz this week? I do. Can I? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just have it. so much to talk about this week, and I'm not L- going. Let to me see. do Opposing Force Two. Okay, you can do that one. And natural selection too. Okay. Yeah, how about you, you start do... off with that, and then then Thomas can pick up pick up the rest. Yep, sounds good. Anyway, okay, so yeah, as you know, I um I'm quite fond of Opposing Force. So when I saw this trailer for Opposing Force Two, my heart just just skipped a beat, and I got I got really anxious. My palms got sweaty, so I went to the website and I started the video, and then I clicked HD, and I thought, ooh, this is gonna be good. <laughs> so it starts up right, and 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 I'm looking at the scenery, and it's really well done. And I'm thinking, oh boy, oh boy, and the music kicks in, and the music's really good too. And then they're doing all these slow panoramas of all of all the gameplay and what it could be like and then cut to the scene where there's a combine shooting the base rifle at just a wall and then I cried just a little tear because <laughs> I realized this is going to be terrible and that really hurts me. <laughs> wow. Really sad. I think it's good. I think it's a really good trailer. I was excited to see it and I think it was very well produced. I'm going to hold out. I'm sorry guys but I'm going to hold out for Operation Black Mesa Source. Well no, see up. Operation no Opposing Force Two isn't isn't a remake. It's it's their own. It's it's their own interpretation of Opposing Force. It's supposed to be Opposing Force Two, right. the sequel. Hey, yeah. I recognize those MP5 animations. Yeah, that's, that's the end of days. Uh, MP5 that was released over three years ago. I wrote a review for it on Planet Philip. Well, I just, I just, I'm disappointed. I hope that they get people who are talented. Yeah, like um, their maps look really good. It's just. From what I saw, I was like, okay. You can't so deny, though, that the video looks really nice. They did a good job. It, it, 
sort of. You they say clip, that. They clip but... the props when they're doing those little uh, stylish panorama. Mm. So like the panoramics, like it's look. They look like they're really trying hard to copy the style of uh, trailers that we've seen from like um, Black Mesa Source. Black Mesa Source, yeah, for one, and uh, Neo Tokyo as well, mm-hmm. where they've got these really sweet panoramas, but they're clipping through props, and you can actually see it, which kind of bugs me. Yeah, after Fair after enough. Neo Tokyo and uh, and the Sauce of Death, m- most trailers just don't compare. <laughs> These are so good. Tra- and trailers really get you interested in the mod, too, so they have to be really good. And Black Mesa Sources was really good, too. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to this, but I know I'm not having high hopes because I know it's just going to end up like a bad love affair. I'm just going to end up crying for days. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll mm-hmm. see. This is their this is their kind of like first uh, yeah. little media, so we'll see. We'll, we'll keep them on the radar, but yeah, I'm going to have to go with Emmanuel on this one. I'm going to err on the side of caution. Of how good yeah. I don't want to get myself too psyched because... God, I would love I would love it if, if Gearbox came out and said, you know what, we're going to stop making that terrible World War II game and, and just do Opposing Force 2. I think that would make my day. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> really make my day. So tell us about Natural Selection 2. I don't even know what you're going to talk about. It's, it's, that's, trailer. well, what do you, you tell me what you think about it. You've seen the, you've seen the trailer, right? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay, and you've seen the trailer too, William? No, I don't know what you're talking about. You haven't seen the, oh my. Well, if I haven't added it to the agenda, I was at a wedding all day yesterday. I'm sorry. This came out on like Thursday, man. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. But I don't know yeah. what rock you've been living under. Oh, wait. Uh, you're near Trenton, aren't you? <laughs> well, tell me about <laughs> it then. I'm sorry. Here, I'm linking you the video. and I'm. Oh, I can go to Natural stream. Selection. I got it. I got it open right now. Okay. Yeah. So here's my beef with Natural Selection. Okay. I love Natural Selection. It's mm-hmm. I I in terms of the best mod ever made, Natural Selection has to be the best mod ever made. I'm not saying it's the most fun, but it it's definitely the most comprehensive. Not, I would um, I would call it the best total conversion because it really yeah. is total conversion. Yes. Yeah. I, to to build in an RTS just as you know just just knowing that only two people in the server are going to be using it, but still going into that much detail for it, you know that I respected that. And I really like Natural Selection. I mean, forget just respecting it. It was just a lot of fun. But when they announced in 2006 that they were going to do their own engine, I immediately realized that it was not going to work. And I and I hate to be devil's advocate most of the time, but I really mean it this time. And I say it because I I'm, I feel I, like almost connected to the mod because I have so much time spent playing it. But it's really – I just don't think it's going to work. If they had stuck to Source and they had hired a few more people on, I think they would have – you know, pulled it off, but the the trailer is indicative of what of what the mod's gonna be because if you look at the trailer, it's not actual in-game footage. No, I was just so, about to say I'm watching it right now. All it is is a CGI video. So what's so special right, about and, this? I've actually seen in-game stuff though, but I'll get to that later. No, no, no. That's not. That might be in-game. That's actually just in-engine. That you can't really call that in-game. They're just showing off the the rendering details. And yes, it looks like it runs fine then. But what's it going to do when there's 32 people around and it's more than just, you know, three fans spinning? It's going to be, I mean, coding, Put it, think of it like this. Half-Life 2, it took, what, four, five, maybe even six years for a team of some of the most talented coders in the gaming industry to come up with a source. So one man, Flera, and I guess their technical director, thought they could do better than them in the span of three years? It's just, it's unreasonable. I don't think it's going to work. And I'm going to disagree. You really think? Okay, first of all, let's say the engine is even playable. Like it actually even runs on a computer, let alone 
on Mac OS X and Linux like they want it to. So let's just say it runs. How well is it going to run? And then even if it does run well, how much time did they waste getting the engine to run properly that they that on time that they could have spent, you know, implementing better features or getting stuff done? Like Neo Tokyo said last week, they spend so much time just making the damn thing work. Yeah, but Emmanuel, you got to understand this this is a retail game. It's not why why would you well, Okay, I can understand if they're going to completely redo the strategy and and add all this cool stuff and you know build on the existing game. But I I hate I hate to say it, but I don't think I will pay twenty bucks to to download a game that's not really. Well, actually, uh, that's that's a hypothetical because this is never really going to come out for a while because three years is not nearly enough time to proprietarily code your own engine and make a game from scratch. It's just not going to happen. They're 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 saying projected dates of. You know September for beta, and or no, it was September for release, and beta is going to be coming out this month, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't. It's just. I'm sorry. I just don't see it happening with a team of four people. I don't think that we have enough information to be making. No, there's plenty of information. Like go go to the about section. It tells you right there. There's four people who work on this thing. Two of them are art, so that leaves two people to. And I think only Flair is actually doing the coding. So. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I think that if they really wanted to do it, they could pull it off. And you have to understand, this is their job. They're working around the clock. This isn't like a mod where they only get little bits and pieces done. They wake up, they do natural selection from 8 to 4, you know, <laughs> every day. But so, even then, eight, 8 to 4 from one person yeah, doing something that I'm they've never done. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. I am giving them the benefit of the doubt. Listen, when when a game company approaches something like this, it takes them years to get it done properly. And you think Flara can do it in three? Yeah, I think that he can. Aside, hold on, aside, I haven't been following Natural Selection 2, but the big thing about Natural Selection 1 was that it was a first-person shooter real-time strategy. That was the big thing. Everybody loved that concept. They were like, wow, you can actually do a commander thing and you can command real people on the ground. So yes, natural selection, natural selection two is bringing that to the table. But what else is it bringing? Is there anything else really that natural that's, selection two is bringing to the table that is just as exciting thing. as when natural so, selection originally came out? Yes. So let's say they get no, through all of the adversity. Modify. What? Sorry, Thomas. What? Like I said, I haven't been following natural selection two. I, I want to know if there's anything. Separate. It's coming out on their own engine, right? And they're going to be allowing us to modify it. Like they're going to be releasing that code. They've already said that. You paid so, 20 bucks for it. They're going to have to make up for the fact it doesn't run somehow. Listen, barring that it does run, let's say it even does run, and let's say that they actually finished it, what are they going to do? I, it's just it's natural selection, too. There's a reason why there's not Counter-Strike 2 or Data Feed 2, or, and there's a reason why every Battlefield after 1942 was really bad. It's because you can't once you get something right, it's really, really difficult to expand on that. I mean, you can uh, you can add updates and incremental patches to you know add more maps and cool little features, but it's it's uh, it's that's I mean, okay, if you get I hate to use cars as an example, but if you get a car adjusted per- perfectly for the road, well then that's it. There's not much you can do to it. Anything you do past that is redundant. So mm-hmm. why would they go on and add more and more stuff that it's not gonna really need? I mean, people will download it and play it just because it's gonna look really pretty. It's essentially a natural selection, you know, with a facelift and some Botox, and that's that'll warrant a download for me. But I don't think they're going to be able to do it on their own proprietary engine in the course of three or four years. I think it's going to take way more no, time. No, I'm going to have to agree with Thomas. I think Flaylor can pull it off. I think one person can develop an engine in three years. 
I mean, listen, look at, ask, I know he's ask, no John Carmack, but I mean, people can do it. You know what I mean? And I think he could do it. The The thing I'm worried about with Natural Selection 2 is that it's not going to bring to the table what Natural Selection 1 brought. There's nothing special that, that they're sort of advertising. Maybe their PR isn't doing the right job. Maybe there's something I'm overlooking. Maybe there's something I'm missing. Yeah, there's quite a bit you're overlooking, William. Th- this right. is good. I, I, I think it's going to fail because it, it's just not going to work. You think it's going to fail because Natural Selection 2 has nothing to offer besides Natural Selection 1, and Thomas just doesn't care. <laughs> that's, that's good. Well, but uh, think of it like this, okay? Neo-Tokyo is probably a oh, quarter as comprehensive as as natural selection only a quarter as in depth and all that you know it has maybe a quarter of the toys it took them four years with an engine that already existed to get that level of polish and detail on neo tokyo so just translate that to to natural selection too it's going to take them how long uh, just to get it nearly as polished as they want it to be on their own engine let alone you know something that they were making on another engine where they didn't have to worry about all that baseline stuff so I just don't see it working well. And even then, that's if the business model works because I'm not complaining about 20 bucks, but I just it's a lot harder to pull people into a game when you have to pay money for it. It's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. But it's 20 bucks. Like that's I have cheaper no problem. than any new release. I would totally put down 20 bucks for this. I have Seems no problem thing, with though. natural selection making their own engine, going away from source, charging money for it. That's not what I have a problem with. Like I said, I'm just worried that they're not there's nothing going to be special about this and Thomas you tell me otherwise but yeah you need to do a little bit of reading watch some videos cuz they're bringing a lot of new content to the table fair enough I, I, the, okay first i like the dynamic infestation if they actually implement that which they won't then a plus that makes for a really interesting you know game and i think what they're doing is they're going to have a a decide, like a set level Okay, a big level, and they're not going to have set spawn points. And if this is what is really happening, where you can set up a marine base anywhere and multiple marine bases, and you can set up alien hives anywhere at any time, then that's going to add a lot of depth to the to the gameplay that I think will be very good. And that I can see making I can see that making natural selection two pretty successful. But it beyond that, I mean, what are they going to do? Just add new guns? It's just it's natural selection. They didn't have to do their own proprietary engine. I think it was overkill. Yeah. And, all and, right. Well, yeah. I think it's time to move on, but I think we okay. all, all three of us... parking lot of manual. <laughs> mm, sure. All three of us have really good points, and I think what Emmanuel said, each one of us sort of represent one of the main concerns. That... Uh, our own little version of the dissension of why it's not going to work. <laughs> but anyway... I said it was not going to work. No, I... Don't label me like that. I'm kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Thomas, take us through the rest of the media blitz. Okay, so, um, man, you're all okay. strung up now. Yeah, I need. Rawr. Okay, and it's not going to get any better because I have to talk about another goddamn zombie mod. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm, it's actually probably good that I'm doing this angry because I won't get worked up about everything else. This will be my my peak. <laughs> Zombie Co-op just released a balls trailer on ModDB. I am so sorry for you guys because you got me after talking with Emmanuel, so you're probably going to get it way harder than you actually deserve, but <laughs> I have to say that this looks terrible. Which not one? On, not only is the Zombie music co-op. in the trailer bad, but the brushwork is so simple. This might this might work if for Doom. 
Uh, mm-hmm. It might work if it was the first thing that you ever did in Half-Life 1. And don't think that having Alpha 0.3 is going to excuse you from releasing that kind of media drivel, because I am so sorry. Like, what does this bring to the table? And I'm using that again that I haven't seen before. Like, this is just garbage. Why would I play this? I have so many other zombie mods to choose from. Why in the hell would I want to play this? Like, ugh. Right. The, oh. I, uh, Emmanuel? You go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I added this to the list, and I just want to sort of address... Um, I just want to address the modding community. When, you, when you're working on a mod, the number one thing you have to do is um, sort of look at your demographic and look at what's already out there and um, releasing sort of a zombie co-op mod. And I know we always talk about how great zombie mod source is, but they essentially did the same thing that zombie co-op is doing. And you have to look at your demographic and see what's already out there. And people don't want another zombie mod. And I'm saying right now that Zombie Mod Source, yes, they pushed it as well, but they did a good job. I don't see Zombie Co-op doing a good job, and the reason I added this to the agenda is not... Well, yeah, they don't have a good video, and it's not really noteworthy, um, because it is still really, really early. But I just want to tell people, before you even start a mod, do proper research. Look into what's going on right now in the modding community. If there's a lot of Zombie Mods... Chances are, you if you want to do something creative, don't do another zombie mod. Do something, you know, original. Because your original concepts, even if you do a bad implementation, like, this is a bad implementation of something that's already done properly. If you do a bad implementation of something creative, then props to you. I mean, you have that creativity there, and it might be actually some might be something really, really fun, and people will overlook the bad implementation. And that's all I kind of want to say about zombie co-op. It's I, I think I think we're we're taking the piss out of a mod that really isn't even taking itself too seriously. I, I bet it's just something that he just you know just threw threw up because he got bored and just wanted to show everyone what he's working on. And I'm sure it's not that serious. I'm yeah. sure that it's just something that you know you just threw up and unless but if he is serious about it if you really do want to go through with it word of advice do not release any media or videos or anything about your mod until it at least looks like you uh, think of it like this if someone released what you're releasing would you want to play it and if you say no then don't release it just wait be patient Mm. yeah anyway that's why i have this on the list so i don't want to harp back on them too much i don't want to flame them too much i mean yeah uh, no, they it, just they just need to know that, you know, they're not they're not doing anything new. Why? Like, this is my question to them. Why the hell should I play your mod if you're not bringing anything new to the table? And once you can answer that question with something that isn't, I have no idea, then you know you have a good concept for a mod. But like, the market is saturated, guys. You gotta stop with mm-hmm. the zombies, <laughs> or you need to do something new with the concept because. You know, it's going to be a lot of time that these people are going to put in. Like, they're going to put in the time and the effort, and they're going to be sorely disappointed by the community's reaction because nobody wants to play it, you know? Mm-hmm. But I digress, and I'm going to move on. Perfect. Uh, oh, look at that. It's me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 
Heart of Evil Napalm Edition made a media release this week. Uh, we included a few screenshots, talked about some new features, and we also released the first chapter of our you. fan fiction written by Trilkin, also known as Wes. He's our voice actor, and he's so far written four chapters uh, to the Heart of Evil Napalm uh, Edition fanfic. I, I thought you worked on Ham and Jam. Oh my god. <laughs> Seriously? You thought I worked on that thing? Yeah. When we were interviewing, I don't know if you caught that during the interview when we were talking to um, what mod, Zombie Mod Source. <laughs> he asked one of the developers of Ham and Jim if he knew you because you worked on that mod. They probably have an idea who I am only because that a lot of those guys came from the Day of Defeat community, but I've never actually worked for them. Ah, yes. They might anyway. know. No, I might be totally wrong, but yeah. Um, that's been released, and this is actually going to be a trend. Um, we're going to be trying every Wednesday up until the release to be releasing one chapter, some information, and some new screenshots. And we actually have it all planned out, and we have a release date somewhere around June 24th. So right. there you go. So expect it February. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's cool that, that, you know, Heart of Evil has such a diehard following that people are writing fanfiction from it. And not just fanfiction, but good fanfiction. <laughs> Did you actually get around to reading it? I read a little bit. I, I, granted, I will be honest, I sort of got bored after a while, but that's because I'm not like a die-die-hard Heart of Evil fan. But It was written quite well, from what mm -hmm. I read. Now, Wes is a very talented writer. Yeah. He, uh, he, like I said, he's on there as a, a voice actor, and he's also very good at that. He does the voice uh, of uh, Kilmore. Hmm. So, for those of you that are up to speed on... Heart of Evil, that's the guy that flies you in on the chopper at the very yeah. beginning of the game. Right. So, yeah, there will be a next, the next media release will be on Wednesday and every Wednesday up until the release. Hopefully that'll be June 24th. Awesome. So you're sort of pulling what uh, Naruto and <laughs> Dragon Ball Z are doing every Friday on ModDB. Yeah, except just... I'm actually going to be releasing something. Ha <laughs> ha No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did you just say Naruto? Naruto. It doesn't okay. matter. I hate that show. Yeah, I just Naruto, hate, that. I, I hate that selling better? posters and games that have to do with that crap. Uh, I've seen every episode. Yeah, you would. It's you huge, like Dragon Ball Z yeah. and Naruto. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Thomas, continue us off. Okay, so the next up is I had, someone is trying to start a Star Wars mod for Half-Life 2. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to... like What they are showing in the screenshots looks okay. Beautiful beautiful no, no it looks beautiful uh i i am so tempted to say they're gonna get hit with a C and D because most third-party star wars ones in the past have been hit with oh they, they will get hit with a C and D. it's not I get an option so aggravated i get so aggravated every time i see a star wars mod for half-life there is never once never once and maybe there's been some like small add-ons here and there but there's never once been a full-fledged star wars add-on or mod sorry mod for either Half-Life 1 or Half-Life 2. And every time I see a mod, I get so excited, and then it just dies out because of some sort of CND. Oh my I, god, I, I get so pissed off. I, I beg of every mod developer out there to please make a, a Star Wars mod now and, and make it look really, really good and just don't release it. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I have to say I'm not excited, but it's only because the only two Star Wars games I liked were the one for the N64... That one way back. Oh yeah, that was and, great. Uh, yeah, it was really good. I remember the part on the train with the stuff. Anyways, and uh, then the the Supreme Commander was it that on PC? 
You know, I didn't like Supreme Command. I loved Clone, um, cl- the 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 Clone Trooper one, um, where you played as the elite squad of clone troops. Uh, yeah, that, that that's called? what I was thinking of. What was the name of it? Oh, that's not Supreme Commander. That's another oh, RTS. I can't command... remember. Supreme Commandos. Commando or Commando. It had Commando it was... in it. Yeah, it was really, really. Yeah, no Supreme. No, yeah, it's not Supreme Commander. What was it? Republic Commando. Yeah, Republic Commando. That was it. Yeah, that thank you, Nick. was awesome. That was, it was a good such game. a good game. Yeah. So anyway, and they okay. Never, and they never made a sequel. What was that? I don't know. It was so fun. I, the the one thing that I really liked about Republic Commando is when you got like blood on your screen, and then sort of the screen wipe happened with with yeah. the with the static line. That was cool. I was like, man, this is so sweet. <laughs> it was such a good game, and I'm really disappointed they didn't continue it. Okay, continuous, Thomas. Okay, so next up, we've got a two-part interview with uh, Dystopia. Uh, they still haven't added katana swords yet. I don't know why. <laughs> um, so if you are interested in the Dystopia scene, want to learn about what's going on or what, what might be upcoming, I will say I didn't listen to it because I don't play Dystopia. Not my, not my cup of tea, or coffee, or anything. So. I don't know, does anyone else have any other comments on the dystopia thing? Because like I said, I don't follow it. Well, it was presented by Noesis, which is something interesting to see because Noesis is starting to do interviews with uh, very prominent development teams. And um, for those who don't know, and they should know by now, Noesis Interactive is sort of a a company that not only provides tutorials and sort of um, video tutorials on mod development and various development, but they also sort of dive into the community and do these types of interviews. And when an interview is being held by Noesis, you know it's going to be good. You know they're going to talk about the important things such as in mod development. It's not just going to be like, okay, so list off some of the features and when can we expect, you know, your mod. It's going to be talking to them in depth about what they're working on, how they do it. Um, it's it it would I I guarantee it's going to be a great sort of um, um, a great sort of asset to all mod developers out there. Have you have you ever wondered why I never talk about Dystopia? No, I just assume you're just a douchebag. Yeah, good assumption. <laughs> Moving on. Well, we had that uh, one interview with Dystopia. And that was. <laughs> did you really interview Dystopia? Yeah, with Katana. Oh, that was during, that was during the dark times when I wasn't there. <laughs> dark times. That was an interesting interview. Anyway. Really? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, why is it interesting? What did I miss? Thomas, listen. Go listen. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't listened to our dystopia interview, go back a couple episodes. I don't is know what bad? episode it is. It's awesome. It was a fun interview. Let's put it that way. Wasn't that when we had uh, the guys from Modcast on as well? Yes. Yeah. yeah. We had Ryan and Dave as, as well. I think. Yeah, that well, that was actually. Or a just Ryan. Show. I know Ryan was there for sure. A discussion about what? And Tats. No, we had Tats on, right? It was Tats. We didn't even have to do anything in that show. Right. Nick's right. <laughs> Why? Because what Tats... happened? Okay. Tats on the Modcast said um, something along the lines that Dystopia needed swords or some sort of katanas. And yeah. it was this big running joke of the week. It was a huge joke of the week that week on ModDB. And uh, it finally came to a head on Podcast 17 when we had Tats on the show and the entire Dystopia team. And they just went at it it was awesome <laughs> so anyway if you haven't listened to that dear listener of podcast 17 that's one of our better interviews 
Check it out. All right, continuous is up. Last two. Got it. Okay, so the next mod we've got is Orion, and it's interesting. I'm going to start off because they're slating a release date already for August 2009. Uh, I'm, I'm just reading the story, looking at all the media that they've got, and I'm pretty impressed with what they see, but I have absolutely no idea how the story fits into what I'm seeing in the screenshots. <laughs> so it's leaving me a bit curious because I'm seeing some pretty interesting screenshots of some you know, forested areas that look Dinosaur. pretty nice with grass and some canal areas. And there's a picture, there's a few pictures of T-Rexes, which really throw me off here. I'm not <laughs> too sure what to think of this. Um, I'm seeing some pretty decent in-game shots, some of the weapon models and stuff, and it looks pretty solid. It looks but, too awesome to be true. <laughs> yeah, it does look like it would be pretty interesting. And they've got a half-decent story about how the world is about to end, essentially, in the year 2172. Um, and they've got all sorts of uh, little, you know, background details, but not an not an um, nauseating amount of background details. Just enough to give me an idea of what's going on. They don't go into like fanfic detail on me, which can throw me off a lot because it's like, oh, I have to read six pages before I play the game. No, it's just giving me some setting. And from what I can see, it looks pretty playable, but mm. I have absolutely no idea what to expect. You know, mm. right. Especially with the dinosaurs, I like the dinosaurs. It almost like it has, it's it's almost like it has all the elements of being awesome. Yeah, it's got dinosaurs, guns, aliens, and the world about to end, <laughs> and robots, and yeah, it looks I, all it like needs I said, zombies. I think, you tie it I up with a nice looks, little bow. <laughs> it looks it looks Halo esque, but that's a good thing. Yeah, it does look Halo esque, but I will it, agree with you. It does that is a good thing in my opinion too. It's 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 just too good to be true. I doubt it'll actually. It just can't be. Well, we'll see soon. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, so last one on the list. Last one on Media Blitz. Yep, is the mod Gray. No release date on this one yet. The mod DB profile simply states, the player will take his adventure on the gritty streets of Bridgeville, including locations such as Gray's, the main protagonist's home, workplace, the uh, car, service, and the city hospital. Again, I have no idea what's going on, but I will honestly say... I am already a, a very less intrigued. Uh, You're kidding. There's, a, there's actually more text here, like it was hidden. Um, I guess the story begins in this town with the main character. He's taking a break or something, and his world gets flipped upside down, and the player's task is to discover what's happening to him uh, and use logic and skill to solve puzzles and survive. Uh yeah, I... Oh, okay, I guess uh, I'm getting uh, some feed from James here, the Cry of Fear guy, and he's saying it's the same guy that made the Mistake mod. I don't know if oh, you guys... Oh, yeah. That, mistake. It's the same guy that makes made that one. Oh, interesting. So, All right. we'll see what he can do. Yeah. And that closes Before. up Media Blitz. We have one more thing to do, unless you guys have anything else to add. Do you have anything else to add to anything? Um, I'm awesome, and so is Emmanuel. <laughs> Emmanuel not as yeah, awesome as Philip. Collectively, together, we are not nearly as cool as Philip. Yeah, that's just yeah. the listeners, yeah. too. Philip is pretty damn sweet. Is he listening today? He was in the chat, no, in the not. live stream for a second, but then uh, he went somewhere. We have one more thing to do, and that is um, play a little clip from um, Stratifarius. He had a sort of hiccup with the developer insight, 
and uh, I guess just allow me to play this audio. Hey there everyone, Stratofaris here. Today I have a really sad message. So, can I have some sad music? Sadly, my computer crashed, and crashed really, really bad, really bad, so bad that I lost all my files. Thanks to a program called Spinrite, which William recommended me, I recovered the Steam files and the Sony Vega, Skype, and lots of other stuff. But the video of the developer inside the zombie mod source came only audio, no video and I cannot record it again, because the demo files have disappeared. So sorry, we can't have the video version of the first ever developer inside. But we have something good. Put some happy music there. To make up with the video version not coming out, the de next developer inside might be with a bigger mod. So big that it has already been featured on Steam. Can you guess what is it? Also, we have a lot of other things coming. Keep on the lookout for the new chat party. So, as you can see, you have something to be happy. Well guys, see ya, and happy birthday to William. <laughs> All I have to say, uh. oh, I didn't actually listen to that until just now when I was listening to it at my computer during the live stream, and it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> that was, did he do that little sound editing there? Yeah, yeah, he did everything that, himself. That's awesome. Yeah. Stratophrase, you did a good job on that little apology. I think you made up for everything, all your hard drives crashing and stuff and missing. Now, one of my questions is, is maybe he can just do the audio of the developer insight. Yeah, if you can even post that up, I'm sure that would be interesting to listen to. Yeah, the audio would be really cool. Strato, if you can do the audio, that that's that's perfectly fine. I mean, without video, at least it's something. Yeah. I, I, I would like to, uh, I would like to play uh, um, in, Insurgency on the uh, the developer banter thing. I'd look, I'd, I'd really like that. Don't call it developer banter. It's not developer banter. That's po mod DB. Well, then the developer insight. Copyright infringement. <laughs> Wait, what's is it? Is it called developer insight? Yes. So you didn't even bother making your own name. You just replaced the word banter with insight. Stratafarius came up with the name, not me. Oh, also yeah, pass he, the blame on to him. You should know this. <laughs> we can call it Podcast 17's Collective Masturbation Sessions. Perfect. I have no yes. intention of touching my penis in and around near or near you, Thomas. No offense, but that's okay. I'll do it for you. <laughs> William, though, that's another that's another story. I'm looking forward to that. All right, so I think that's the end of the show, and um, as we close up. I'd like to first just remind listeners, remind listeners that we record every Sunday at 10 a.m. on Livestream.com. In fact, um, just go to Livestream.com forward slash podcast 17. It's a really easy link to remember now that you don't even have to spell Mogulus anymore. It's badass. Livestream.com forward slash podcast 17. That's where you can listen every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, uh... That's sweet, and now I'm looking for my birthday song. 
<clears throat> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. Williams. Happy birthday to you.